welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, hello football season, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the show. Happy Thursday evening, happy Friday morning, or Saturday, whenever whenever you're listening <laughs> to it. Two days a week now, Sundays and Thursday nights for that live recording. A lot going on, though, uh, when we go to two days a week now. I'll tell you, big country, one, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Two, I have been a hater of the television series Hard Knocks Mm -hmm. for roughly its entire existence. Yep. I'm back, baby. Really? I'm back. I didn't even know episode one was on Tuesday night because I don't even pay attention anymore. I got back home at like 845 I saw one tweet about it, like, oh, the show starts at 9 o'clock Central Time or whatever. I thought, okay, I've got HBO Max. I'll watch it. I'll check this out. Yeah. I'm in. Really? I'm hooked. See so, you next uh, Tuesday. I forgot that it, was, that it was on on Tuesday, and I saw you tweeting about it, and I thought, I'm not even going to watch it uh-huh. because I'm just going to wait for what Mello has to say. Because last year with the Cowboys, I came in gung-ho, like, oh, it's going to be good. Let's see Jerry Jones. Dak, Zeke, you know, CD Lamb, all these personalities that they have, we'll get to see it. And I hated it. And you were like, yeah, I'm not even going to watch it at all. So for this year, it was like, I know it's the Lions, I know it's Dan Campbell, but I'm not going to watch it because I just wanted to hear what your thoughts would be. But all the clip outs that I saw from Tuesday night, I was like, I really want to watch this, but I want to talk to Mello first and get his full opinion on it before I try and watch it and give mine. So you haven't seen episode I one. did. I did not watch it, but I saw the clip out. So everything that you have in the rundown, I've pretty much I'm uh-huh. caught up with. But at the same time, yeah, I've not watched at, it. Uh, a couple of the highlights. Uh, the Dan Campbell stuff, he continues to be just a walking soundbite. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I think a lot of football players will respond to it. He doesn't always make sense. No. Uh, I mean, even he was talking about the ocean and stuff like that and – I, I don't even remember the direct quote that he had. It didn't make a lot of sense, but I, the passion in his voice, you kind of know where he's going. He's selling me on being a football player. And I'm sitting... you, it's a lot better than what I've heard out of guys like uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, let's ride. You're telling me that you're in the locker room and Russell Wilson's working out, and he's like, oh, whatever your reps you do, I'm going to triple it. And that's what I do. It's like, all right, Russ, like, go do it. Yeah, man. Shut Just, up. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, Jameis Winston, like, his corny stuff, like, I'm going to eat a W today. Yep. I feel like more people are responding. It may be a little different. The other two are head coaches. But I feel like more people are responding to Dan Campbell. I don't know if that's going to make him into a good coach. I don't know if that's going to equate to wins. Well, I think one thing as a coach, especially when you're trying to change the culture, is just getting players to buy in. And it seems like he's already has that. And so now it's the fact of, Okay, you guys are buying into what we're doing here. You saw how close we were to winning football games last year. Let's just capitalize on those mistakes. And you know what I mean? Maybe our record's different. Maybe we're not picking number one here. Maybe, you know what I mean? Let's just be better at who we are. 
Dan Campbell's good at figuring that out. I did see the one quote where he's like, I don't care if you have half an ass cheek and one leg. I'm still going to kick your ass. And I was just like, that, I'd be like, what the fuck is he talking about? But at the same time, it's like, doesn't even matter because we're kicking Dan ass. Campbell That's what we are. Disabled people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what uh, are you doing here, man? Just don't uh, take his parking spot, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then talking about, like, you know, some teams live in the shallow end of the ocean. And he's like, we're going to drag you ass out to the deep end. I'm like, you kind of lost me on that one. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's go. It's, it's like, like the, the other guys. <laughs> all over again. It's like, I, I don't completely understand it, but I, I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're kicking ass. Handicapped, ocean, doesn't matter. Ass getting kicked. No, I think that a lot of football is won in the trenches with just who's tougher than who. Uh, I I am kind of sick or maybe just over this whole like we're gonna outwork every other team. This is the NFL. Yeah. This isn't high school football where it's like, oh, we're gonna outwork our opponents. And even then. No, I was gonna say <laughs> I, I was gonna let you go with that. I hated hearing that in high school. Uh-huh. I freaking hated hearing it's like, do you think anyone else in our conference right now is getting up at five AM and lifting weights? No, coach, because they're not dumbasses. They're just getting up at seven. They're having a quality workout yeah. and they're learning football. They're getting a solid breakfast and yes. probably drinking more water than it, we one hundred percent they get a full night of rest. Instead you got us here at freaking five AM uh-huh. and if you're not fifteen minutes early, you're late cool so now i'm up at four you know how hard it is for a 14 15 16 year old boy to go to bed at eight o'clock so you get a full night of sleep uh-huh. it's almost in- impossible and even like yes i agree with you in the high school stuff it, like we live in a, a very football rich area yes. there are some powerhouse programs a couple of them honestly in this area the talent that is there you just you're not gonna outwork them yeah, and, you know some of these teams have been good for thirty years. Some of you know ten years running that they've just been dominated. And even like I'm not gonna work outwork that talent. <laughs> and even the phrase of like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Uh-huh. Here's the thing: when the talent's working just as hard, that yeah. that quote no longer is uh-huh. exists. Like, like oh shit, we it doesn't matter. Talented. Yeah, yeah, like you know in the NFL, everybody is talented everybody works hard yeah for the most part you're gonna get a couple guys out there that you know could probably work a little bit harder but you know like the green bay packers same division they're not out there just lollygagging around thinking <laughs> yeah. like oh well we got it oh, our quarterback back-to-back mvps we can take a couple reps yeah, off but they at the same time they have the back-to-back mvp like you're gonna have to really work your ass off if you're jared goff to get on Aaron Rodgers' level. Like, <laughs> yes. Some of it's just God-given talent. Yep. You know, or whoever, whatever you believe in. Like, some people are just more gifted. Who's the comedian that has a state? Is it Tosh? Where he's just like, yeah, you know, just work hard. And you're like, no. Yeah, yeah I have a God-given ability. <laughs> yeah, his, uh, his skit is like, everybody gets their 15 minutes of fame. Yes. Not me. You get one minute, you get one minute, <laughs> I get 30 years. The average is 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is you know, kind of true in the NFL, too. So I, I like the toughness. I like the Dan Campbell stuff. But at the same time, I, I think that there's you know, even some X's and O's. There's some talent differentiation there. Uh, I just don't know that it's going to be great for the Lions. But I do root for Dan Campbell. Yes, I am rooting for the Lions to figure it out. I saw a lot of people on Wednesday morning talking about the over-under for the Lions, which is like six or six and a half wins this season. 
under. I'm still taking the under, <laughs> yeah. but I would like to. I see haven't even the looked at their schedule. And I'm confident taking the under on that. Yeah, I know you play the Packers twice, so <laughs> probably not. Gonna and the Vikings—they're not going to fuck up. Like they're—they're they're not going to be great. But yeah, man. the Bears might even still be good. Um, other highlights: Aiden Hutchinson singing uh, "Billy Jean." Watching that highlight clip got me hyped up because I was just like, he starts out and the room's just kind of like, here we go, like, and then it's just kind of like, hey, he's actually like not doing a bad job. He's uh-huh. carrying the tune, and then when it reached the point of like, you hit the chorus and the whole team's like jumping up and down. I don't know if you saw the one clip that a player takes his shirt off and throws it, and then a yeah. teammate in the front row is like arm pumping. He catches it and then starts throwing the shirt, and the team got even more hyped because of that. I was like. That's a team bonding moment right there. That's the thing they do every year. So I, even like my big complaint over Hard Knocks for years has always been like, oh, it's the same show mm-hmm. every year. Um, the coach like sound bites. Yep. So, see that one almost every year. The rookie singing. You see that one almost every year. And maybe I'm just a, a little bit of a Closet Lions fan. I did feel like that one was a little better than usual. And yeah. To get like the entire team going. Yeah. Because there were tweets and like kind of rumors of like, hey, this one's – this one's really good. So I didn't know if he was going to break out and actually be like a phenomenal singer. Yeah. Uh, but to get the whole team kind of going, it was kind of nice. Yeah. What did you think about uh, Jamal Williams's huddle breakdown where he got a little emotional? I don't, I, maybe I'm just not a sympathetic person. Yeah. To me, I put myself in that position of – Bro, I just want to put my damn hand down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we go on? Like, you yeah. ever been in church and they're like, you know, praying and stuff? And you're like, well, shit, everybody else is raising their hand. Yeah, or the choir just, like, too. picks back up, like that TikTok trend. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we have been here for 12 minutes. <laughs> Let's go. I, I want to put my damn hand down now. Like, <laughs> at first, I was all in. Now I kind of changed my mind. <laughs> now I'm done praying. Eyes are open. And I see everybody else with their hands up. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I like the passion, and it. I he probably very much believes in winning, and it was probably bothered by last year. But I didn't really think too much of it. Yeah, I think once I because I had the same mindset for a little bit, and I was just like, maybe just like hearing the emotion in his voice would kind of get me going and be like, you know, this is cheesy, but at the same time, this dude does care. And if he cares, I'm going to care. But I'm also the type of person that buys into the emotion of stuff. So, like, if you're going to throw some emotion in there, I'm fucking there, boys. Let's go. Did you, it felt like it went on for a little bit too long. Yeah. For me. So I, I don't – I imagine that there were probably some guys in the huddle that were the same way of like, the, all right, yeah, like we get it. Jamal's passionate. He wants yeah. to win. This is great. But then I, I do think that it carried on for a little long to where some guys were maybe even like, we get it, man. <laughs> now you're crying. We're like, we get it. Ooh. Oh, there's just there's awkward. tears. Yeah, but I am I'm looking forward to the next episode. Actually, I've watched that one Tuesday nights at nine o'clock Central Time uh, here in the best time zone. Yeah, I think it's probably not. Uh, I, I think, actually, I think the Mountain Time. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. I think Mountain Time is set up perfect for every sporting event. I don't. And I just like a, time in the world. <laughs> The East Coast is the worst. Oh, absolutely. How you last night? Hard Knocks didn't start until ten o'clock Eastern time. I don't know how like, they get anything done. No, like respectfully, like anything you want to watch is happening mm-hmm. super like late. New York is the city that never sleeps. Yeah, it's because it's on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, like you don't get it on. You don't get the chance because people on the West Coast 
They're still watching. I don't even like. What was that for West Coast? Eight, seven o'clock. Yeah, it's so. I don't know how they do it. And then to get up in the morning, I can't. Like even in the Central Time, I'm like, not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Mountain Time, they're probably just like, yeah, it's, show was great. Mm-hmm. Started at eight o'clock last night. Got done. Ended went to at bed. nine. Yep. Was in my normal bedroom routine. <laughs> Got a full night's rest. Like, I'm good to go. Yeah. That's <laughs> probably for them all the time. <laughs> um, other things happening in the world of the NFL, though. Uh, this one flew under my radar. Roquan Smith of the Chicago Bears requested a trade this week. That was, I don't, maybe it was me. I didn't see, like, anybody talking about this. I, no, I still haven't either. Like, did everyone see it coming and except for us? Or? Yeah, like, he got cleared off the pup list. So he was healthy to start practicing. And I don't. I don't watch a lot of Bears stuff or keep track of a lot of the Bears stuff. He's a damn good linebacker, though. And so for him to request a trade really caught me off guard. But, you know, he's he's got some contract extension talk going on mm-hmm. here pretty soon. So I, I believe that's been kind of the biggest issue with Roquan Smith. Well, he even said, like, just he felt almost disrespected. You know what I mean? That they're just trying to – they're just not negotiating well with them or they're acting like they just don't really care. And if you are Roquan Smith, it, it, for me, it would be kind of alarming as well to be like, why in the world do you not want to pay me? Why do you not want me to be, you know, a solidified part of this defense moving forward? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, who's, who's their general manager? Poles, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. What's going on? Does he want someone else at linebacker? Does he not care? And he's going into his fifth year, so he'll be a free agent yeah. next year. Uh, you know, maybe the Bears are just thinking, now nah, we're going to hit this guy with the franchise tag. Mm. Which, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's been really good, though, so maybe, you know, I would probably think about re-signing him. And even when I saw this, like, the other day, I thought, am I, like, over-hyping Roquan? Yeah, I thought the I same think thing. he's much better than he is. But even go back to, like, those ESPN rankings, like, he was one of the top-rated linebackers yeah so i don't know what their big plan is with him i would think that you want to keep him but it is also tough if a guy doesn't want to be there yeah i mean especially if he's already given up on the facts like the general manager doesn't want me here we can't negotiate something good enough you know what i mean that's making me happy if you don't want me i don't want to be here either i'll go somewhere else where that somewhere else is though i don't know do you think the the bears will trade him or do you think it'll just be kind of like him eh, just you're fine I think this is going to be one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, I'm doing a hold-in thing, and then a deal will probably get worked out. Yeah. It, I mean, even in the NFL, they just players don't have a lot of options. Like, if you hold out, if you're like, nope, not playing this entire year, you still have to come back for the Bears and play another year. <laughs> yeah. Like, and at that really point, they might over. find somebody else, and you yeah. have no value anymore. <laughs> Did they show up when they negotiated the CBA? Because, like, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. So no. I don't. The players just have really, like, no options. Like, he's going to eventually have to play. And next year he's probably going to get hit with the franchise tag. The franchise tag is probably going to be pretty nice, though. And if you're the Bears, I, hell, why wouldn't you just be like, nah. Are the Bears paying anybody right now? Um, Good question. Like, how much money Not do they have? Not Mac anymore. Yeah. Uh, There's really nobody on else on that defense. Line. They... They really aren't. Maybe they're saving that money for uh, Justin Fields. Your guy, Darnell Mooney, he's not getting paid. Nope. Byron Pringle? <laughs> <Arr>. <laughs> Came over as free agent? <laughs> yeah. Is he getting paid? 
I don't think there's anybody on that offensive line. Robert Quinn, he's very good. We learned that earlier this year. Yeah. There's just they're so young. I don't know who they're paying. Yeah. Either they should. They I thought should you maybe up. got went to spot rack. I was looking at their salary there, but like. Even with the <laughs> freaking bring up Byron Pringle, I was like, how much did they pay him? Shit. <laughs> but even for the, the Bears, it's like, what is your plan going forward? Like, we've praised the Lions, right? Like, we kind of see the direction that you're heading. I kind of praised the Falcons with maybe the little foundation pieces that they're trying to add to the defense and on the offense with, you know, getting Drake London and Kyle Pitts and on the defense side of the ball with Terrell. It's like, okay, maybe there's pieces that you can kind of build around and keep going on with. But then it's like you look at Chicago and it's like, okay, you got Robert Quinn on defensive line. You possibly have Roquan Smith at linebacker. Outside of that, I don't really know anybody in your secondary, just to be completely honest with you guys. And then offensively, it's Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields. And then maybe David Montgomery if he hits again this year. But you have to rely on that. You know what I mean? You have to rely on him just kind of figuring out and being who he is. And that is – be the guy that you were last year, not the guy you were three years before that when you're just dancing around, not getting through the hole. And uh, I think we talked about it on the podcast. There's a lot of love uh, for um, Khalil Herbert as well. And there's, speak, sticking with the Bears here, there's not a lot of love for Tevin Jenkins. At all. He is not even listed as the starter. You've got a guy in Braxton Jones <laughs> listed as the starting left tackle. He was a fifth-round draft pick. And, man, like Tevin Jenkins – that's a guy that draft Twitter absolutely loved. And Without I remember a doubt. It because it was, uh, it was against Texas where everybody took a couple clips and said, look at this guy and how much he dominated Texas and Joseph Osai, who at the time was like, okay, maybe he's going to be a first or a second yeah. round draft pick. I think a lot of people just looked at a couple clips. I think a lot of people telling on themselves they didn't watch the whole game. Joseph Osai had two and a half sacks. <laughs> and ended the game with a shot. I was going to say, yeah. Like, he won the game for Texas on that. But over one clip of, like, him getting driven to the sideline, everybody was like, love Devin Jenkins. And I'm just sitting over there like, did you, did you watch the game? And <laughs> we'll just go like, and take that as to, a no. I try to be partial and think, like, maybe my bias was getting in the way. Then I rewatch the game, and I'm like, I still see somebody getting their ass kicked, and it's an Oklahoma State player. Yep. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Uh, with him, uh, definitely as camp in the preseason goes on, more big news. Maybe buried the lead a little bit here. Uh, Deshaun Watson is going to start on Friday night for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, that suspension, that appeal still looming. Uh, I did read on Pro Football Talk earlier today. They were saying that Watson would accept an eight-game suspension with a $5 million fine. If I'm Roger Goodell and I'm the NFL, uh, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ooh, you just want to yes. up it by, you just want to go five, you want to just tell us what you're willing to pay. Yeah. No. Uh, I would say you take that offer and you double it because that's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. A full year and 10 mil, <laughs> that's what the punishment is. Like, that's really cute of you to come in here and be like, hey, yo, Roper Kia, that's a cool uh, Kia Soul costs twenty thousand dollars. I'll give you ten. <laughs> no, you can go to hell. Get off the lot. Uh, bye bye. That's like I don't know Deshaun Watson thinking. Oh, well, how about eight games? Hey, how about I just go ahead and like just beat you guys to the punch? Just give me eight games. It's all right. Four yeah, more or two more than he's even negotiated with this tells you how messed up he is. 
Uh, yeah, and it also just makes it feel like you're definitely guilty. Yeah. Like, I don't you're know not. why, like, just immediately the thought of him, like, trying to just kind of help with the negotiation process, like, all right, I'll take this as my punishment, is automatically the fact of, like, you're guilty, dude. Yeah. It's like a, a kid who just knows that he's caught by his parents. <laughs> yeah. He's about to just get his ass whooped. Hey, two whippings, one night, no yeah. PlayStation. I thought about it, and I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, maybe you let me keep my phone. <laughs> I'm real, I didn't. I would actually die laughing if my kid did that to me. Like, hey, I know I messed up. <sighs> Just get rid of the PlayStation for the night. Let me keep my phone. <laughs> It'll be like, right. that's a good deal, but we're going to switch that. I'll take the you fun. You dumbass, you wrecked a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're lucky you're still in this house. <laughs> that's the Deshaun Watson uh, equivalent. Hey, right? here's a question. When you wrecked your car, how did your parents react? Uh, very, very happy that I was still alive. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, I did. I had a little accident one time uh, on the way to school. It was real rainy, and my sunroof was leaking on my truck. And my sister was trying to do her homework, and the water was dripping on her like homework assignment or whatnot. So like, I went to mess with it, and we crossed this bridge, accidentally ditched the truck, trying to get out. It's real rainy and stuff. So I accelerate to get out of the ditch. Well, Oh, nice. Oh, lo and behold, I did not know there's a giant fucking boulder sitting in this ditch that's covered with grass. So I'm like 20 miles an hour trying to get myself out of the ditch, run right into it, pop it. I'm like half a mile down, the, maybe a mile away from the house, run home. I go in the house, and I'm like, I wrecked the truck. Alexa is like behind me. Instead of being like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> my dad goes, you wrecked my fucking truck? Where is it? And then just walks out of the house, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm good, dude. Like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, no worry about us. You know, head hurts, whatever. Slams off steering wheel. Don't worry about it. Sister's not even still fucking down the road because I just ran home. Could not be like further from that. <laughs> my mom was pissed no. at my dad because of it because she was just like, "Are you freaking serious, Max?" And just I'm throwing saying, names out there because I don't care. Though, but. Because I I got into a pretty bad accident. I rolled a truck three times. It, it like launched over a fence in the air. It was totaled out. It was very bad. I walked away somehow without any major injury. Grace of God. At all. Um, so my I wrecked actually in our cousin's yard. Mm-hmm. So she like saw it, heard it, came out, and I was like, call my mom, tell her what happened. And my mom was like two miles away. But she drove up and saw my truck yeah and like immediately thought he's dead yeah he's seriously hurt something like that so i mean she was just very grateful that i was still yeah alive in in that moment (laughs) and even i was like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry she's like i don't care i don't care about the truck are you kidding me (laughs) my uh my head did hit the the window the driver's side window yeah and broke it out because there's no airbags in my (laughs) truck i was 16 years old uh, so I was like bleeding from the head, <laughs> but just so happy that I was alive. Yeah, not here. In the right. chat, it's like you abandoned your sister. I made sure she was okay. I made sure I was all right, and then I ran home. She was the track star, so I don't know why she just didn't beat me home. I was going to say, I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I took off, dude. Like I said, I'm fast when I'm scared, and I was scared. Fire flight? Yeah. You didn't stay and fight the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I beat the shit. <laughs> I will tell you, every time I I pass that rock, though, I get I flip it off. I take like a video. I don't ever take that way anymore because like they've sold the house. But I'll randomly catch myself going down that dirt road, and I know where that rock is, and I'll just take like a Snapchat of me flipping off the rock and then send it to my siblings. It's like our little inside joke. Somehow we went from Deshaun Watson to that. 
yeah, my bad. Deshaun Watson, shitty person. Should, shouldn't be playing. I don't know yeah. what the Browns are doing. I don't. I've been confused about what the Browns have been doing for a very, very long time. Though, uh, I'll tell you what, if you're like us and you've wrecked your car, you can go to Roper Kia, check out their inventory online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it is not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you visit the website. So again, be sure to do so at Gunspot.com. Talked a little bit about Deshaun Watson. This other news, too, uh, pretty big as well. And just shocking to me. I, I... Honestly, I've just been waiting like all day to be like, okay, what's the cause? And that's the Tom Brady news that Tom Brady will be out and away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers until after their second preseason game, and that's on August 20th. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be out for a while, nine days or so. And uh, a lot of people with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just kind of saying, like, nah, this isn't even a big deal. Like, yeah. And that this is something that they knew was coming. I don't know why you wouldn't announce it early to just be like, I don't know, get in front of it and be like, oh, by the way, Tom's not going to yeah. be with us. There's a personal reason, whichever. I don't know what the hell that is. So I think it has something to do with his family. Now, I don't know if it's like a family emergency or if it's like. Like 50th reunion. <laughs> maybe, or if it was like, hey, when I was retired, I planned this like exclusive getaway with my family. Yeah. And then I told them, hey, if I come back, we'll still go on the trip. So, like, hey, year 20. Let me have two weeks off. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be fine. I am Tom Brady. A, from a football standpoint, I've, I've heard some other, you know, the Bucks players be like, he's been in the league for like 22 years. Yeah. He's going to be fine. <laughs> and, you know, the rest of us still going to be here working. So yeah. we're good. Like Mike Evans, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. Going forward next season. So I'm kind of worried about Tampa at this point. And I heard Colin Coward talking about it this afternoon. And it really just kind of brought everything to light, too, that like when you look at Tampa, things are not really going too hot for him right now. No, like, it's been a very weird offseason. Like, Mike Evans has, like, tweaked his hamstring. You never want to hear that, like, especially with a star receiver. Chris Godwin's taking a little bit of time to come back from that ACL injury that he tore. Your starting center goes down. Your backup center goes down. What was it, your right guard just retired at the end of the year? It's like you kind of start to look at this and you go, well, their front seven's a little older, too, on the defensive side of the ball. You look at the offensive line, they're banged up. Your star receivers, they're kind of banged up. And now your star quarterback, who is also a year older, granted it is Tom Brady, but shit, at some point we got to think Father Time's catching up. And if you are already kind of got one foot out or know what you're doing after your career, I'm not saying the drive is not there for Tom Brady, but, I mean, he's clearly looking past football right now. And when you look at Tampa, that division, it does suck. So it's like you still got some leeway. But it's also just looking at him going like, whew, this might not go how we've kind of expecting it to happen. Like it did his first year in Tampa. Yeah. And I think with Tampa, maybe they get off to a, a slow start because of the offseason. And it is weird Tom Brady not being there. And it's probably a little different. Like if LeBron did this, I think everybody would be like, well, yeah, he's LeBron. Like, yeah. He doesn't need to be here for the two weeks. He'll be fine. But I I don't remember anything like this ever happening in football. Yeah. Outside of like the you know the Brett Favre stuff, but that was like um, that was like a game where he was like, yeah, maybe I'll retire. When we kind of all knew he was coming back. Yeah. He wasn't going to actually retire. This is Brady just saying like, 
hey, by the way, <laughs> you know, plan this trip. It's my birthday or whatever. I have no it's idea. It's like accepting why. a job and be like, hey, I already have this vacation plan. Oh, yeah. Like you're negotiating your vacation time into mm-hmm. it. Like I know yeah. the vacation's like two weeks into me accepting the job. Just heads up. Yeah. Like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. I think a lot of people have experienced that when you get a new job. And you're like, hey, I love it. I, I'm, I'm ready to accept, but I do have a vacation planned. Yeah. Are, are you going to be able to work around that vacation for me? Yep. And, of course, the Buccaneers said, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Please come back. Yep. It's you or Blaine Gabbert right now, so you can take eight days off during the preseason. I'll tell you what. Leave early on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Take the whole week. Just take an extra week. Right. How many days you say? You want five? Take an extra four. Yeah, this it's install week right here. You already know it. You're fine. Uh-huh. So I didn't I didn't think that was much of a big deal. It is just kind of weird. And again, like if I were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think I would have tried to get in front of it and be like, oh, hey, we all know this is coming. Or at least leak it to like some local guys. Be like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you know, Tom will be gone from August 11th to the 20th or whatever. And then let this kind of be a news story over yeah. the summer. And I do really hope cool. that, like, because we've kind of cracked the jokes, like, oh, maybe he's on vacation. I do hope it's not anything serious where he's lost a family member or, you know, mm-hmm. something's happened with his, his parents or anything like yeah. that or his sisters because that would be heartbreaking. But I'm looking at it as, like, if you're at least out till a certain date, Maybe it's because you're out on town, but at the same time, it very well could be like just the grieving period, and I, I do hope that's not it. Yeah, and it, they didn't say it was a personal matter. From what I was able to gather, it did seem like it was a pre-planned thing, but I, yep. who knows what's happening with that. Uh, also, the Mackay Becton stuff that happened this week. <sighs> uh, guy can't catch a break, pun intended. I just I don't. It's just, I just don't think it's going to work out. That, and that's where I'm at, too. Um, I think he's done. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to our guy Matt about it at the gym the other day. Um, and Did it work out? Yeah. It, we, okay. Yeah, we, we do CrossFit. We're CrossFit douchebags, hashtag. Um, and he was just like, I mean, dude, can't stay in shape. You know what I mean? Like, we're trying our best to stay in shape. I mean, we're at least working out, right? Doing our part. Don't see us getting injured. Knock on wood. But at the same time with Mekhi Becton, it's just sitting right here going – Dude, what's up? Like you weigh three hundred and eighty pounds, you can't stay healthy. You're coming back from an injury. And he was very clearly in the Jets' doghouse. Oh, Robert Sala's doghouse. One hundred percent. I think a lot of people were in denial about that. Not just Jets fans. I know that we've had our differences, uh, but I just a lot of people that like Mackay Becton and wanted him to be successful, or maybe Jets fans included. Yeah, it it didn't work out. And then you know, for whatever reason, maybe it's not entirely his fault with that knee injury. And well, I meant to look it up, but I forgot to. I don't know if this is even if this is the same knee that he had problems with, or is this the other knee that he's having problems with now? So I I heard it's the same knee, but it's this time it's his kneecap, not a ligament. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that just doesn't make it any better. At this point, it's like let's just get a whole new knee on this guy. That's not really how that works out. But with Mackay Beckton, you sit here and you look at it. I mean, he was the left tackle for the Jets, correct? Like, I'm not mistaken, and that's, yeah. that was he, his position. Yeah, he was a top 10 draft pick. Was so the franchise. They left. have him playing right tackle in mm-hmm. camp on the play that he gets injured. Have you seen the clip of it? Oh, no, I don't watch that. So it, it doesn't look bad. I mean, all he's doing is just taking his back step, and he, like, engages with the defensive guy, and it looks like he just falls backwards 
but like that's his injury. Like there was no like weird planting. There was no like you know someone dives into it or he stepped wrong. It's just he's stepping back. Like he's just taking his form, comes up, engages, and then just like boom, he just falls back. And it, it looks like it's like well, he just got blown up on this play. Great, Mikai Beckton's also not a good right tackle, and then he just doesn't get up, and you're well, like, oh I, I, shit. Purposefully did not watch that one. I, I will say, I as a kneecap guy myself. I wonder if there's a problem with his kneecap tracking the way that it's supposed to. We've kind of talked, we, you and I have talked about my yeah. knees a lot. It's disgusting. Uh, but, you know, with mine, they don't track up and down like they're supposed to. So I have a lot of bone on bone contact anytime I try to do like pretty much anything. Yeah. I do wonder if Makai Becton is experiencing that too because I tore my patella and they're like, hey, this is never going to be the same. So let's just try and get Makai Becton on and ask him that question. Yeah, hey, uh, send me a video of you bending your knee. (laughs) (laughs) Just no questions asked. Just send it. But, I mean, it's I kind of feel for the guy. I have a little bit of sympathy there for him if that's what he's experiencing because it is incredibly painful. Yeah. And it's not as simple as just like, oh, well, just get back in shape, strengthen up your quad or or whatever like that. uh, Some people just don't bounce back from it. And with him – I don't. I just don't think that he's going yeah. to. This is another kneecap injury to him. Uh, apparently, especially at his weight. size. It just, and at that weight, it's oh. it's going to be so hard to recover. You know, this isn't a guy who weighs 180 pounds and it's like, oh, I'll, I'll be fine yep. doing my day to day job. This is a 380 pound NFL player. And the thing is, like, I think he's just naturally that big. So even if he leaves the NFL. He might not be one of those guys that just drops a ton of weight real quick and all of a sudden is a skinny offensive lineman. Yep. He just might be big four forever. Yeah, um, I think so too. Very excited, though, about uh, preseason football. Tonight, the Giants and the Patriots are playing. Um, a lot of people have been talking about the Patriots' offense this year and their struggles yeah. in camp. I don't know if you've been keeping up with that much. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we got some questions answered tonight. Matt Patricia, the one calling plays. For the Patriots. I think this was also one of the most overblown things in sports. Well, especially when you look at the Patriots and just how consistent everything has been for them. Like, Bill Belichick's been your coach since 2000, mm-hmm. roughly. You've had Josh McDaniels as your offensive coordinator through the Super Bowls that you've won for a huge chunk of that time. He leave to go to Denver, kind of fiddled his way to St. Louis, and then found his way back to New England. Boom, he was there. Now he's with the Raiders. And then you just sit there and you think, like, okay, you know, you had your defensive coordinator, you had Tom Brady at quarterback, everything's just solid. And now it's just this huge mix-up. And even hearing the fact that he's calling offensive plays, Matt Patricia just blows my mind. How are you going to go from a defensive coordinator to a head coach, you come back as a defensive coordinator, and now you're calling offensive plays? Yeah, that part is weird. Uh, the part for me that I thought was kind of overblown was the, the talk or the narrative that, like, oh, the Patriots don't even have an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they do, but Belichick's weird, and he's just not telling everyone. Yeah. Now, should it be somebody else? Yeah, I 100% agree mm-hmm. with that one. And I, even like through training camp, like I said, a lot of people are like, wow. I saw a tweet the other day that was a sequence of plays, and it was like play number one, run stuff. Play yeah. number two, like holding penalty offside, something like that. And it was like a whole eight-play sequence where they didn't do anything yeah. at all. So I guess that's one of those training camp things. Like, is the defense that good? And then earlier today, I, like the game's on right now as we're doing this, I saw that they were number six last year in scoring offense. 
Like, they were good last year. Though. Yeah. I didn't realize that. And they, the thing was, they just do it like a committee of running backs. And mm-hmm. receiver-wise, it's like, yeah, we don't really know who these guys are. Like, are they good? Are they bad? Just Fuck, we'll just see. And then they end up being okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of their thing. And, you know, on the other side of the football, too, Daniel Jones, uh, he was playing a lot tonight. And he, I just didn't get the vibe that he is their future at quarterback. You know, a lot of these quarterbacks, you'll see them come in and maybe they play a series mm-hmm. or you know, four plays and then they're out. Daniel Jones, I don't know if he played two or three series, but it just didn't feel like, hey, let's protect this guy. Let's make sure he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, It was like, nah, fuck it. Let's just see what he can do. Let's just see if his neck breaks again or not. Yeah, you know, if he gets hurt, we can just play Tyrod and not have to talk about it with anyone. <laughs> if I'm Jeez. Brian Dable, I might walk up to Tyrod and be like, hey, when they stabbed you in the lung, could you just walk us through the steps? Because we might do that. What rib was it? How far did it? Do you, you feel it initially? Of the doctor that punctured your lung and almost ruined your career? Because um, we need a reason to not play <laughs> Daniel Jones anymore. What was the punishment of that medical person? Was there one, or was that just like a, ah, uh, it's always a possibility? I mean, if I'm Tyrod Taylor, I'm suing. Yeah, you just, I mean, you were the starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers and immediately lost your job. And, like, finally got, like, a chance. Like, I know he had gotten a chance before to be a starting quarterback. Yes. But, like, finally got another chance to with a coach that was, like, Ty's our guy. Yes. He's going to start. He was leading the social justice issues. He was a face of their hard knocks that they were splitting with the Rams. Mm-hmm. And then you get to this point of the season, it's like, here we go. Needle to the lung. Second week of the season. Boom. You're done for. Oh, you thought you were starting? Now you can't breathe. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you want to come back? It's like, ah, when Tyrod comes back, it'll be his position. You know what I mean? It was just like you watch two games of Justin Herbert, and you're like, "Uh, yeah, Tyrod's no longer the starter. This guy almost beat the Chiefs on his own. Found out five minutes before the game he's starting. Do you know Tyrod Taylor has won a Super Bowl? Uh, With Baltimore? Yeah. Yep. Super Bowl champ. And... It's a one-time Pro Bowler. With who? The Buffalo Bills, 2015. He threw for 3,035 yards and 20 touchdowns and made the Pro Bowl. Who dropped? My, you (laughs) had to have every starter drop. If I ever hear somebody again mention, like, oh, this guy made 16 Pro Bowls, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Like that is not even special at all anymore. Ugh. Like the, we should just be like, this guy never made a Pro Bowl. Like what a joke in the league. <laughs> Didn't even make a Pro Bowl. You couldn't even freaking have someone just drop out enough for you to slide yeah. in there. That's how bad you were. You get fifty-two players a year that drop at your position. <laughs> you could, you weren't top fifty at your position in any year. Ever, <laughs> never um, made a Pro Bowl. Yeah, dude, you're garbage. <laughs> yeah, Tyrod Taylor made one though. Uh, I've also been surprised with how excited I've been about preseason football though. And tonight, um, later tonight, uh, the Titans and the Ravens also playing. Speaking of them, uh, there was a lot of talk earlier today uh, about Malik Willis going to yep. get the start. I yep. do think that people got a little bit excited and were like, "Oh my God, Malik Willis is starting." A lot of people maybe forgot to add in there that Ryan Tannehill's not playing. <laughs> so it wasn't like, oh, my God, 
Malik Willis is the starting quarterback of the Titans. It's like, well, he is tonight. And so that was a little bit of news. You and I have been talking about it. of like, uh-huh. who is going to be the true backup there? Yeah. And, you, you know, pat ourselves on the back here. Kind of what we were talking about of Malik Willis is going to be the backup. He might not be seeing the most reps. He might not look as good as Logan Woodside in some of these drills. But when it comes down to it, he's going to be the guy that plays. Oh, absolutely. And he's already making plays. I mean, about 20 minutes ago, this game's already started here. Oh, shit. I forgot. I already yeah, so uh, right there at the beginning of the second quarter, he had a little bit of a scramble. Rolling out to his right, said, skirt, heading back the other way. Outran everyone. Gets to the corner, stops on a dime, cuts back in, breaks tackle, scores a touchdown. Boom. If you're a Titans fan, you're like, let's fucking go. Awesome. He's wearing number seven. I'm just now processing this. I love the number seven in a football jersey. And I used to have like a makeup player. It is because I've, I told you that story, haven't I? I think so. I don't know if you've ever said it. It's fine. As long as you know, that's good. Um, it's just like I've always had my player be number seven on the video game, too. And I was with the Titans one year. I was like, man, this is just so cool. If they could just get a quarterback that actually have this number. They have it right here. Yeah, I'm partial to it as well. Yeah. Um, I So I totally forgot that this game had even started, so I wasn't watching it. Um, just box scoring it. Tyler Huntley also playing pretty well. Right as of now, 11 of 13, 73 yards. Not taking a lot of chances downfield, I guess. <laughs> it also, like, here's how crazy the NFL is. I was kind of pissed off earlier when I was like, this game's not on national TV. It's a preseason game. And I'm like, why? Why can I not watch Malik Willis against the Titans or against the Ravens tonight? Like, why can't CBS just pick it up? Just yeah, like, give somebody, us freaking football. <laughs> There's nothing else on tonight. And then I saw on Twitter, it's like, uh, actually, the Field of Dreams game is on tonight. It's like, oh, Major League Baseball, you suck again. Yeah. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> the fact that you're like, ah, it's fine. It's just preseason football. Nobody we were about talking that. about it before we hopped on doing the show, and I was like, you know, I just don't feel like I heard anything about this Field of Dreams game. And you're like, it's because it's the Cubs and the Reds. You picked the like, two like, worst teams in the National League. Like, pick an actual good matchup. Like, give me Yankees-Dodgers. Yeah, like, make it a big marquee yes. matchup. And who was it that played last year? Was It was the Yankees and maybe the Cubs? I, and the Cubs, the yeah. White Sox or somebody. It was, I think it was the Cubs who played, but I don't remember who they played. And I get it. The Cubs being right there kind of close-ish mm-hmm. to Iowa, like that's fine. Yeah. Nobody in the Major League Baseball front office thought that the Reds and the Cubs were going to be good <laughs> at baseball this year. The, they better yeah, not have. Did. You might have had one guy that was like, oh, we should put the Reds and the Cubs on. They should have fired him. I mean, like, actually, just Steve, get out of the meeting. That's the dumbest idea anybody Between that guy who made that decision and the dude who approves the hats that NFL or these baseball teams, like, these just teams put out for uh-huh. designs, for New Era. Yeah, they probably have New somebody person. from New Era being like, hey, what if we played the Reds and the Cubs <laughs> yeah. on Thursday night in primetime? And you know what? Let's put them in a field in Iowa where like 30 people can watch them. <laughs> yeah. The ratings – I am not a big ratings guy. We have a friend that is. I am very curious to see the ratings of NFL Network football, which is not on for everyone. And I even saw people tweeting about it. It's a little bit hard to find tonight. Versus Major League Baseball on Fox, which yep. pretty much everybody has access to Fox. I yeah. think the NFL is going to win. 
without a doubt. I mean, like, yeah, not even close. Like by millions of. Like people. I just feel like there's probably more people watching this Ravens Titans game than there are people watching that baseball game. Yeah, and like, and that's just because it's in the area of Baltimore. Like I'm sure there's more Baltimore residents mm-hmm. watching that game than there is the national attention of Field of Dreams. You might have more Cubs fans. <laughs> just being like, ah, yeah, fuck it, I'll watch football. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go have a pie. Let's, yeah. Let's watch some football. Dub Bears. <laughs> I really, honestly, I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. Um, a couple other little news and notes from training camp. Um, our quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, earlier today said he wants to play so he can go out there and take one hit. Just get one lick in, uh, and then he'll be ready to go. Um, and to that I say, kindly, Patrick, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, like you crazy bastard. No, sit down. <laughs> shut up. You dare. Listen, like if I'm Brett Veach, is like, do you see you see all these guys right here in front of you? Do you know how much we're paying them to protect you uh-huh. from not taking a lick and you want to take a lick? We're trying to prevent that the you best to our ability. Damn ball away. <laughs> We're going to find you. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, you know, you when you tried to play basketball and we were like, no, not going to happen anymore. If he runs, if he has a rushing attempt in a preseason game, they should find him a million dollars. <laughs> a million per yard that he scrambled. Yeah. Or timing. Be like, how long did you run after the line of scrimmage? Or, hey, there's a defender in your area. We started the clock. You hold on to the ball for four seconds. <laughs> That's four mil. Yeah. Sorry, dude. That's that's tough. Uh, and it's going to have to be a significant fine because homie's making money. <laughs> so I I hope not. I hope he doesn't. And then also uh, Mitch Trubisky named the starter for Pittsburgh uh, for now. I think a lot can change in the preseason. But uh, I do think that that is a pretty telling situation mm-hmm. because of the fact that he's looked good or maybe good is not the correct word. He's looked better in camp. <laughs> Than Kenny Pickett, yeah. So I think that that might be a situation. Hell, you've got people out there saying Mason Rudolph is looking better in camp. Again, I don't want to use the word good because I don't know if that's true. Yeah, but a lot of people can Steelers. They can just take it a different way, and you know that's definitely what you don't want. I don't know. Good for Mitchell Trubisky. You get you get a second opportunity to be a true starter. You have to take a year off and go to Buffalo. Just sit, relax, reset. You get a chance in Pittsburgh. Make the most of it, man. Mm-hmm. And you can also make the most of your night by going and visiting Club 609 right here in Joplin, Missouri, home of the best happy hour in the world with their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours. Again, that's Club 609 right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri. And speaking of downtown Joplin, Missouri, located right here in the heart of Joplin on First and Main Street is Downtown Lube. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit them at their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. It's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you visit their website or need your oil change, your tire service. So make sure you get that done and taken care of right here again in the four states at Downtown Lube. Might need your tires lubed. You might. Some people do that. Just slick them up, bub. Racing We're going to race. going to play a little Would You Rather uh, tonight. I got DM'd this one. Uh, would you rather play Daniel Jones or Marcus Mariota? both for fantasy and real football, I think the answer is the same for both real and fantasy football. Daniel Jones? I am also taking Daniel Jones. Okay, I was going to say. 
I was like, man, Mark's Mariota. I'm done. I moved on. Yeah, same. It's just like I I know what you're going to be, and it's average. Like With even Daniel if you're Jones, at least like I put this in there before the game started tonight. But I still think that there's a little bit more potential there where it's like, okay, now you have a, a better coach. Maybe mm-hmm. he's going to figure it out. So I would take the chance with Daniel Jones and Brian Dable being able to fix him more so than Marcus Mariota, a terrible running game, and very, very young weapons at receiver and tight end. Absolutely. And I was just thinking about this a little bit ago when you brought up Tyler Huntley and kind of like what he's doing for Baltimore tonight. I know he's a backup, but like why do those quarterbacks – not get an opportunity on, on other teams throughout the year. Yeah. You know, with a guy like Tyler Huntley. Like, I feel like I would have had I him over Marcus due. Mariota. Right. I agree. I would have rather have traded. It. Uh, part of it is also probably the Ravens are looking at it. And, you know, with Lamar Jackson having that injury last year, it's like, yeah. wait a second. We want to keep Huntley around a little bit. So I don't think that he was necessarily, like, available like a guy like Marcus Mariota was. But, I mean, hell, if you put him in this, would you rather? Tyler Huntley all day. Well, without a doubt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think that Huntley might even get his opportunity. If he gets to play a little bit this year and has a similar you know, similar production mm-hmm. to what he did last year, I would think that there would be some teams that are out there calling him. Oh, without a doubt. Now, what the, who those teams are, I don't know, maybe Washington, when you realize that it's yeah. not working out with Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. The, the Falcons? <laughs> yeah, the Panthers. I mean, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think a lot of guys are kind of in that last year of like, of potential. Even like a Daniel Jones, it's like, hey, we're giving you one more look. Yeah, Carson Wentz, one more look. Marcus Mariota, here's your chance to start next year. I think he's just he's going to be a backup. Oh, right? maybe still with the Falcons, but yeah, cause, only because he signed a two year deal. Like, what if you're Tampa Bay? Like, hey, we're losing Tom Brady after this year. We we don't have an answer at quarterback. Yeah, I don't think know. it's Kyle Trask. Yeah, right. Like. Personally, I know maybe maybe it is, but yeah. But the the draft is supposed to be quarterback rich. Yeah. Now I don't know that I'm necessarily believing that hype just yet. Been a minute since I watched film, and the college football season about to start this month. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big believer in the like Will Levis, uh, Tyler Van Dyke hype yet i feel like yeah it's just i feel like it's out there because it needs to be but i don't feel like any of it's genuine mm-hmm. yeah but i mean a lot can change over the off season um especially i know that will levis i think it's him is changing his offensive coordinator they didn't throw the ball a lot last year at kentucky so maybe he does more this year and that will change my mind uh miami changed their entire coaching staff mm-hmm. so maybe some things will happen i am a believer in bryce young and cj stroud so, I mean, I think we're going to have at least two good quarterbacks yeah. uh, in that draft class. Next, would you rather, um, again, this one is fantasy. Saquon, would you rather draft Saquon, Ezekiel Elliott, or Christian McCaffrey in the first round? You have to pick one. Christian McCaffrey. I think that's where I'm going to go to. Because with Zeke, it's like, well, I'm kind of a feeling Tony Pollard's probably going to take your job over by the end of the year. And then with Saquon... I don't know if I trust that offense enough. Or him staying healthy. I mean, that too. And, like, I know we talked about Daniel Jones, you know, over Marcus Mariota. But, like, even with Saquon, it's like, okay, well, you have to rely on Daniel Jones to be consistent in the passing game to open up running lanes for Saquon. Vice versa, you got to trust that offensive line. And then you also bring up the fact of health. That's there as well. And the same thing goes with Zeke. And I also know it goes with Christian McCaffrey, of course. But with Zeke, it's like, man, I just – 
Like I feel like Zeke is Zeke, but he's just he's not the guy he was the first two three years in his in the NFL career. Like he's older, clearly, but still, Chris McCaffrey still has an opportunity to be the dude in Carolina, most likely will be. Yeah, and I, I just kind of, I'm not ready to write him off yet. Maybe that's unfair, but I, he was just so good. And with Christian McCaffrey, I wouldn't even be surprised if at one point they're like, okay, you're not really doing it at running back anymore. You're going to play slot receiver. Mm-hmm. And you're good enough of a receiver that that can be a role that you do, and that is still going to play in very much so in fantasy football, but also in real football. I would actually I would power rank them if I had to. Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, and then Saquon. You'd go Zeke over Saquon? I am not a believer in Saquon. And part of that is because of the Giants and Daniel Jones. Yeah, and that's very fair. With Zeke, again, I just, I I feel like maybe I'm just out on him Mm -hmm. because I just haven't been able to see him just consistently be the Zeke that we fell in love with. On him. Maybe that just goes to show how low I am on Saquon (laughs) Barkley. So, like, maybe out of those three, it's like Christian McCaffrey, space, space, space. Yeah. Boom, you're tied at fifth. It's like golf. You're both just T5. Would you go Saquon second? Probably, yeah. yeah. I I like Saquon. I root for him. I just don't know that it's ever going to pop off like it was supposed to with him. I just wish Saquon would be the player, because I feel like he's too nice to do this. I want him to be a player that's like, yo, the situation sucks. Get me out of here. Yeah. Like, I want to see him for a good team. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter where that's at. It's... This, this is his last year, right? Uh, I think this is year four. He drafted 2018. Yeah, this is year four. Er, no. This is year five. Yeah, wow. They've got an interesting decision <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on their hands with him. I mean, let's say like Saquon forces his way out of the Giants and goes to San Francisco. That's amazing. And oh, San Francisco, I don't know if they can afford it, but at the same time, really the only thing you're paying is Debo – George Kittle, Trent Williams. You're not paying Trey Lance. You're most likely getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think they're uh, Bosa on defense, I guess. Excuse me. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, running back, they're pretty cheap anymore. Everybody can afford yeah. a running back. So I, I do root for Saquon. I think he's pretty electric when he's healthy. Uh, I believe when he was coming out of the draft, I compared him to LaDainian Tomlinson. Really? Mm-hmm. Just I didn't that, know you did that. Do it all back. That can yeah. catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, hell, he was returning punts at Penn State. Like I, I really liked him. Saquon was he was how I got started doing podcasting. Talking really? to Matt on the way home from a vacation and being like, "Hey, this Saquon Barkley dude, he's legit. Now you, you need to check him out. He's a special running back." And he's like, "Oh, I'll check him out, but like you should come on stick to football and just talk about him because I just." Talked about him for you know thirty minutes on a vacation, <laughs> and so like Saquon's kind of the kind of the dude for me, but it just hasn't really been working out for yeah. him so far in the NFL. Damn, you come full circle on Saquon then. <laughs> yeah, like six months have. ago, you were like, nah, I wouldn't fucking pay the kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, if you're listening to this and you're a Giants fan and you're like, oh, you just, you hate Saquon. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Actually, no, I do not. The opposite. I think he's like super cool off the field too. Seems like a really good dude. Yeah, but it's just it hasn't really been working out for him uh, on the field. Uh, next one, two more for you. Would you rather have Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson? This one was for a keeper league. 
this is tough. I've actually been battling it pretty much the most of the show, just sitting here looking at it like, who do I want? And I think it's just Jamar Chase, mainly because I know Joe Burrow is going to be his quarterback yep. for probably his entire career. And that's where I'm at, too. As far as like the actual receivers go, I do think that it is very fair. It's, yep. it's very equal. Justin Jefferson might actually be a little bit more productive. I don't have their numbers up over their career so far. But if I'm betting on futures and I'm betting on a keeper league, uh, I know that Joe Burrow is going to be the quarterback for Jamar Chase. Yeah. How long is Kirk Cousins going to be there? Hell, I saw Kirk Cousins uh, left practice again due to an illness. It's like, does this dude just keep getting COVID? I didn't see that. But I feel like this has happened a couple times. Or maybe I just saw this story resurfaced. Be like, ah, he's not a practice. Kirk Cousins, sick. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like, hey. Put together a flu game, Kirk. Get <laughs> yeah. your ass out here, man. <laughs> we got a ball game to play. It's so, August. Man. We can't be freaking doing this. I need I to know do, that you're going to be there for us, so thick and thin. I do think that that makes it an easy decision. Yeah. Is the fact that Joe Burrow is a quarterback. And I am kind of a believer in the Bengals' um, offense as far as fantasy football goes. Yeah. Uh, which fantasy football probably going to equate to good real football, <laughs> too, since I believe in their entire offense. I I think I've said this a million times. I think that Cincinnati will be a good team, but they're going to win less games. Yeah, this year, I, and I think that's very fair because mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. And even with like Jamar Chase, I know it's just it was one year and it was absolutely fantastic. And there are other guys on that team, so there are there is part of me that kind of wonders. You know, he's going to get, you know, the wide receiver one looks and coverage from defenses and defensive coordinators. There's now a target on all their backs. How do they respond to it? I think with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, I think they're just so calm, cool, and collected with everything that it's just like it doesn't matter. They're still going to be good. And let's say Jamar Chase does get shut down for a quarter or a half. You still got T. Higgins. You still got Tyler Boyd. You still got Joe Mixon out of the backfield. Like, there's just so much on that Bengals offense that can burn you that it's like, pick your poison this week. And I don't remember what the Joe Burrow stat was where we were talking. I think it was on radio where I was like, oh, kind of changed my mind on him. Um, I was going to look it up. It was, on it being um, good or bad? Uh, good. So last year, Joe Burrow led the league in completion percentage. Yes. He completed 70% of his passes while also facing the most pressure was sacked 51 times. Yes. If you can just, if you can fix that, if you can get that number down where he's feeling a little bit more secure in the pocket, because if he's completing 70% of his passes while also getting sacked 51 times, it's just, that's simple math right there. That dude doesn't stop. And let's say he does get that protection. They've revamped that offensive line this offseason. That's something Mm -hmm. we definitely talked about before. It's like, we're going to see Joe Burrow from LSU. Right. He and just sits back there and freaking kills you. And I don't think that it has to be like elite offensive line play because even I believe it was myself that said, like, ah, I'm still not a believer in this offensive line. Offensive line might be shit, but it might be good enough yeah. to where Joe Burrow has time back there to pick apart these defenses. So that's kind of where I'm at on Justin Jefferson. I'm taking uh, Jamar Chase in that one yeah. as well. Still love both players and would love to have both of them on my fantasy team. Absolutely. If that were an option. Last little bit of news. Um, it's heartbreaking. Really. I get it. This one hit me hard this week. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson broke up. Just, I didn't even see it coming. Yeah. And I also heard 
they had reached a new level in the relationship where Pete had her kids tattooed on him. Oh, that's tough. And now it's just like, you're not even a part of their lives anymore, man. You're just a small blimp in the rest of their lives, and Mm -hmm. they're on you for the rest of yours. (laughs) Like five years, they're going to be like, who was Pete? Which one? The white guy. Mm, Yeah. Mom went white. (laughs) Right? And this this is so funny. I love where we've come as a society (laughs) with betting. Because (laughs) you can already gamble on who Kim Kardashian's next boyfriend will be. Like that, I can remember growing up, and maybe it was because I grew up in a, a, a church that it was like, we don't talk about gambling. Gambling's of the devil. Don't do it. Now, it's like, nah, let's gamble on this. <laughs> yeah. Kim Kardashian, who's she going to date next? Forget about it. So Odd Shark tweeted it out, and I saw the odds here. Um, Van Jones, plus 800, is the favorite to be Kim Kardashian's next boyfriend. And Why? Feels pretty random to me. He's the, yeah. the like, he's like a CNN news anchor. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know who Van Jones is. Let me double check. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Him. What? No. <laughs> what? Huh? She is. I mean, I guess she is going to law school, and she is. You know, is, is trying to be a lawyer. I guess it's not even law school. I think she's just taking the test to become a lawyer. So she's good looking, dude. Yeah, he's already works for CNN. We saw what she did with Kanye. Kanye helped. <laughs> Honestly, like I've heard people say that, and I was like, ah, Kanye did not build like Kim Kardashian or he did. I think he helped boost it. Kanye West is the reason for the Kardashians being who they've become in terms of like name? fashion. She- she knows what she's doing. Yeah, she tied him up, little matchmaker, uh-huh. little Cupid. Yeah, say hey, we need something. We, need, we got boost ratings. He's got a crush on you. Make it fucking yeah. happen, See Kim. That, that crazy dude over there. You know what to do, Kim. I'll silence him. Be quiet. You're fine, honey. <laughs> right, but Van Jones, the leader in that one. I don't. I hope that there's some kind of like intel here that they know. They're like yeah. they've already been seen like together or something. Happened. Maybe if, she if wants. Not, just... It feels very random to just be like, ah, put Van Jones on the list. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't dipped into this um, sphere yet, so let's go political. Let's see what happens. Um, other people that you can bet on here are the odds. Pete Davidson comes in at number two, at plus nine hundred. He's making a comeback. Comeback tour. Maybe <laughs> speaking of comeback, uh, Ray <laughs> J, number three. <laughs> The OG Ray J, hey, plus one thousand odds. I can't imagine. But you know what? If I like, if I were actually going to bet on this, I would bet Ray J over Van Jones. I again, I think Kim's kind of heading into a new era of just a sophisticated lifestyle of just being a lawyer like her dad. Maybe. Want someone who's kind of in that world I as well her of dad news was a lawyer. And, yeah. Oh, that's it. Just makes too much sense. Yeah. And they have, I mean, they've, I looked up Van Jones. That's Chris. Chris, yeah. Okay. And I looked up Van Jones on Google, went to Google Images, boom, like first three pictures that are here with him with another woman, Kim Kardashian. They are circling like the dating rumors of are him and Kim dating. At the same time, I guess I could see it. I could see Kim and him dating, being a couple. It's so tough, though, because it's like, what's Photoshopped? Exactly, that as well. What would their nickname be? Their nickname? 
Yeah, they Hollywood always does this with these couples. Uh, it's got to be Van K. Van, oh, damn dog, that was good. That was quick. <laughs> Start calling you Jake the Snake. Come over that nickname too damn quick. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to be. You know, I know everything about Van Jones. He's fifty three years old. Hey, wait, oh, okay, never mind. I I googled him real quick. I thought he was still married, <laughs> but he had a spouse uh, up until two thousand nineteen. Yep. So he's, apparently he is divorced. But there for a split second, I thought, well, this guy's the betting favorite, and he's married? <laughs> Ooh, that would be tough. Uh, Kim uh, doesn't but, care. <laughs> yeah, a couple other ones. Uh, Nick Cannon on the list. Jamie there's, Fox. There's uh, no way you can go with Nick Cannon. That dude just had another child. Yeah, uh, probably just had another one. As we're <laughs> yeah, every 30 Chris minutes. Chris Evans? This is not the Chris Evans. This is not. No, this is the Cincinnati running back, Chris Evans. Okay. Oh, that's what that means. All right. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, Harry Styles. What? I didn't. He's too young. I don't want to offend anybody. I thought, is he not gay? Uh, I don't think so. Whoops. But I don't know. I just thought he was Maybe a cool guy. Maybe I assume. <laughs> and I should not have. Yeah, I don't. I thought he was either gay or bi or. I, he very well could be. I, I don't know. I don't either. It's- I see the only thing I see of Harry Styles are TikTok videos of girls that go to his concert or people that are at his concert and well, they have signs him. to interact with them and he like interacts with them between mm-hmm. songs and it'll be like, hey, uh, like there was one lady who the one girl was like, my mom's here or my dad's here on a first date. Dude's like talking about it, figures out where they are in the stands and like points to him, gets the crowd to help him, gets him on the Jumbotron and like waves hello and is like, hope the concert's going well. And I was just like, dude, that's awesome. So like I've kind of become low key a Harry Styles fan. I've saved some of the songs on Spotify. Do you? I don't listen to a lot of his music. Some of them are good. Like some of them I've heard and I was like, oh, I guess I didn't realize this was Harry Styles. Maybe. Yeah. I've done the same. I don't know. I don't. Like watermelon sugar, shit slaps. Yeah. Give me some of that, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the bottom of the list is maybe the best of the list. <laughs> Third from the bottom, Eminem. Out of boy, out of <laughs> Slim Shady's back. Plus he never left. Five hundred on that one. And then I now we're just getting just wild. Just to be like, man, we need more names. Johnny Depp, plus ten thousand. Yeah. And my absolute favorite. Oh, Donald me. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just want to throw down a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I would love to see it. Can you imagine? Like the drama that already is surrounding Donald Trump now. Yeah. Plus Kim Kardashian. <gasps> like she had the, the magazine like uh, cover before. It was like Kim K breaks the internet with her butt. Yeah. Donald Trump and Kim Kardashian together would shut down every social media site because everybody would immediately flood there and be like, I've got to talk about it. I've got to read yeah. about it. It might actually, I mean, literally break the internet to where it just, it has to shut down <laughs> to where, you know, all the servers at Twitter. And my question would be is up. how much did he pay her? <laughs> right. Cause there's no way that's volunteer. That's not, this isn't, you know, Hunger Games, like, I volunteer's tribute. Kim K's not doing that. She did that before with Ray J. There's no need to do it again. <laughs> How much would people pay? And that was on OnlyFans. <laughs> I bet they could make a billion dollars. More than that. 
Russia alone would be like, yeah, we get five hundred thousand. Fuck it. Yep. The Ukraine, you guys are actually safe. Saudi Arabia, like, uh, you gonna do this on the lift tour? It's like, no, we don't even play golf. Like, we don't even care anymore. Like, you said you wanted one billion. Here's three. That's that's a great question for Twitter. <laughs> Kim K and Donald Trump were just like OnlyFans exclusive content. You know what's going down. I proudly, I don't have an OnlyFans account. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I many would sign up for one. I'd throw into the pot. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's let's see what happens. <laughs> I don't really know how OnlyFans works. At the same time, it's just like, mm-hmm. is it an Instagram that you pay for? I just I think it's like a GoFundMe, but it, like once you reach the goal, it's like, yeah, I'll show you my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have no idea how it works. <laughs> That'd be freaking hysterical. I'm raising money for boobs <laughs> for new i'm sure people have done it for like boob jobs if you're not doing it for a boob job then you just don't know how the internet works i've been i saw oh my god on tiktok this was hilarious i meant to send you a video but i forgot a girl bought her mom or mercedes like a little like mini suv type of deal very expensive car she goes hey mom i bought you this car for you it's mm-hmm. yours and the mom's like, how in the world did you afford this? Why are you buying me a car? You don't even have a job. Oh. And she goes, mom, I've been selling your feet pictures on the internet. I've been taking pictures of your feet. Oh, no. And I've been saving money over the last couple months or just over the months. And I bought this for you. And she was like, I don't take pictures of my feet. And she's like, I know. Mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> and I'm just like, holy shit. Like, Damn, like what kind of creeps are out there buying that many feet pictures where you can buy your mom a vehicle? It I'm sure that like it probably started out pretty innocent, like, oh haha, my mom's feet. Yeah. But then I think like every other OnlyFans account is like, wait a second. I'm making a lot of money. And this I'm is sure taking for off. this girl I bet she had made so much money that she was like, I've actually got to do something here. I've got <laughs> yeah. to do something nice for my mom because I'm making like $90,000 a year now. In, in four months. Yeah. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, show really got off the rails there. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> That's uh, more to be expected for that one, but we appreciate you guys joining us as always. Uh, we'll be back on, on Sunday evening. Uh, maybe turn on those tweet notifications so you know. When we'll be doing it, but uh, a lot of football talkers we're here into preseason now, regular season just right around the corner. I'm sure we'll get into more fantasy football and maybe even previewing uh, real football teams here on Mic'd Up. But we do appreciate you guys listening wherever that may be. Call in, Apple, Spotify. We love it all. We love you guys too. We'll talk to you soon.